Loading. The Crypto Coffee Podcast. Episode 13. The most serious episode. Where we can't stop laughing. And laughing. And laughing. Ready. Set. Play. Hello listeners, how you doing? I hope that you're well. This is Efren. This is Jose. And Zeus. We are the Cryptic Coffee Podcast. I actually can't believe you did the fucking voice, dude. I'm like, is this going to be a blooper? You dared me to be sexy. I'm, I tried. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know you were going to go through it. <laughs> how you guys doing? Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the show. We got a good show for you guys today. Jose brought his notebook and it looks, can I say, pristine. It's it's like a good few pages of it too. Look at that! It's like your Jesus. It looks like an SAT essay, bro. <laughs> looks like he's trying to find the Da Vinci Code <laughs> <laughs> with the amount of writing in there. I love those books. So, how are you guys? Doing all right. Tired. I can't believe you're still here with us. You guys survived Astro World. <laughs> <laughs> we survived Astro World. We did not <laughs> go to Astro World. We we went to Not Fest separately. Separately. That's the funniest part. And one my girlfriend and then Zeus here went with uh, his brother and then Kennedy, who was uh, our guest a few episodes back. Yeah. I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still tired from that. How was it? Because the pictures were pretty funny because you send a picture like looking for Zeus. You're on the balcony and Zeus is like, I'm right here. And he's even closer <laughs> to the stage. Yeah, I was trying to find Jose the whole time, but I couldn't find him for shit. <laughs> I, I was actually behind Zeus all the way to the very back. Me and my girlfriend had seats. Zeus was in the pit. Yeah. I saw Spider Punk, which is fucking great. Some dude dressed up as Spider Punk <laughs> was there. Like I was telling the guys, he was he showed up for Bring Me the Horizon. Was there the entire time filming, and as soon as they're off the stage, he leaves. He's gone. <laughs> Spider Punk is that the guy with uh like the jean jacket? And That's like, him. And, and then like the, the uh the mohawk like spikes. Yeah. Okay. That's one of my favorite ones. That and uh what's it called twenty ninety nine. Yeah. The yeah. the blue and the red one. Hell yeah! That's one of my favorite Spider Man. But I'm glad you're alive. I'm glad you guys survived. Those Travis Scott concerts can be very, very dangerous. Dude, my, my whole body was hurting, especially my ribs. I was getting pressed up on that barricade too So you much. told me you were next to the barricade. Like, it was split down the middle, like the very front area. I was, hugging, like I was hugging that damn thing. I went limp over it, like, just so, I'm, <laughs> so, just so I could, like, my lower back wouldn't hurt as much. And I just looked dead, just... Did Kennedy or your brother take a picture of you? No. Fuck, they should have taken a picture of I would have loved to see that, just the dead body Zeus on the concert. Kennedy had given me her phone a couple times to record stuff for her, and at one point, we took a picture between the three of us, mm-hmm. but that whole time uh, that we were there, she didn't save anything that she posted on her story, uh, and th- so that picture of the three of us doesn't exist anymore. Got deleted. Did you like manage to get a picture of Ollie? The singer from Bring the Horizon. I'm pretty sure this guy like walked by you guys. He did. did he? My brother got a high five from him. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it was a good show. Slipknot blew me the fuck away. Um, I've always been a Slipknot fan, but I was never like, I got to see them live. I was just like, they're good. Their fucking performance was incredible. Was it? Probably one of the best, like, top three that I've seen. Like, did people go crazy or just like the performance? Yeah. The performance was energetic. So, as someone from the that was at the pit, that was really crazy. <laughs> Who did you say earlier that, like, people were throwing shoes and shit? Yeah, they were throwing shoes, their water, beer, and Who's any set? type of liquor they had. For Slipknot and Bring Me the Horizon. Okay. The fucking trash can. Yeah. The trash can <laughs> during fever. Well, I had a good week, too. Uh, I didn't go to any concerts. I went to a pumpkin patch. <laughs> That's <laughs> little, just as exciting. A little more G-rated. <laughs> the fun part is we, we were looking for cryptids because they, <laughs> they had a corn maze. And it's a group of us. It's me, some friends, and Pua. Pua, he hasn't been on the podcast. He he should be soon. He's he'll be like a, he's one of those guys that we talk about but yeah. never seen or heard. He's one of our mutual friends. Just context: Pua is a very big guy. He's Samoan, so he's a very large, very happy, very energetic guy. So it's a group of uh, I want to say five or six of us. We get into the corn maze. It's pretty dark. Seconds, I'm talking seconds into the corn maze, Pua disappears. <laughs> what the fuck happened there? <laughs> He did it on purpose. He he hides from us. And we're like, well, we're fucked. 
that's the first like thought on my mind like oh this motherfucker's gonna stalk us the whole goddamn time we're just walking like ah, and then he would just like jump out of the fucking uh corn like, ah! at one point we all separate and into pairs so it's a pair of girls and the pair of guys me and uh josh uh, one of the other guys that was there and we're looking for pool <laughs> i don't have a video of this but holy shit is it funny because we have flashlights and it looks like a video game and at the corner of my eye i put my flashlight to like the very furthest edge of where i can see the corn and i see pool walking like fucking bigfoot like the fucking <laughs> patterson gimlin film just like <laughs> we run to where we saw him he's gone <laughs> this dude is fucking with us and as i'm noticing like josh is going forward like we gotta follow him we gotta follow him. i'm like no, he's smart. He's going to be behind us. Turn around, turn around. There he is. Fucking <laughs> about to jump scare. That shit felt like a horror game. I don't know how. So here's the thing. I've lost that man, too. I went to Animax with him. Like, there was a day we went to Animax together. I lost this man in Artist Alley. This man is like, what, seven feet tall? I couldn't spot him. He's light on his feet, man. Uh, he's big, but he's he, he's fluffy. He's not dense. <laughs> yeah, he had fun in the fucking corn maze. We even took a video of... One of our friends, Ali, actually, like, preparing, uh, pretending to be, like, uh, a show host. Like, we're looking for the fucking rare cryptid. <laughs> so, yeah, I had fun at the uh, pumpkin patch. Oh, I forgot about something. What? <laughs> you weren't even there yet, Jose Anafes. You know how sometimes after shows, when they're setting up for the next band, they have music playing in the background? Yeah. I don't know what the song title is, but it's the the one that's like, Don't You Forget About Me? Yeah. They were playing... You. They were oh, playing yeah, that, and the crowd was singing, and my dumbass, I just went, I, I turned around, I'm like, start the shit off, and I was like, go, doing like the hand motion to start a circle pit. <laughs> <laughs> Only a couple of people laughed, I thought it was funny. I thought it was great. I mean, that's not a pretty, for the show, for the like, event you guys went to, I don't think that should be the background <laughs> song, right? That's what I was saying. I thought it was funny just to be like, like let's start this shit. 80s romance song. <laughs> Don't you. We were like Electric Boogaloo played quite a few times while we were there. So, without going too much into a tangent, what would you guys bring today? Well, I got my uh, Starbucks fucking Frappuccino here. You really fell in love with that ever since you t- you your lips touched it. This is actually like yeah. the second time I've gotten it. This shit busting. I still remember that. Sometimes <laughs> I'll just be at work just bored out of my mind and i just start thinking of shit that's funny i'm like that that was funny my uh friend texted me after the episode went live and she's like that shit had me dying it was funny <laughs> holy shit just casually because the invite i don't want to say it's quiet before we start recording but we're a little more serious we're like all right i got i'm working on the levels zeus is just like reading his story like making the la- the last final details and just we're making like normal talk and just damn this shit bust <laughs> that shit <laughs> made me fucking laugh too is that like i never know when we're recording and when we're not because your friend just starts recording doesn't tell us when yeah so shit will get caught on the mic and we're like what the yeah. fuck by the way listeners if you've noticed sometimes i mention like oh we're 17 minutes in or oh, we're an hour in if you watch on the if you listen on the podcast and see where we are sometimes i'm way off i'm by like seven minutes off i'm like oh we're 17 minutes and we're barely 10 minutes in because i just start recording and then we start the show sometime during the recording like the the mics are almost always hot yeah shit gets caught it's fun that way. That's why. That's how we get more bloopers. Oh yeah, it's great. Like there's stuff that comes out that's fucking fantastic. <laughs> stuff that we want to keep on there. Yeah, we haven't added any bloopers recently, huh? No, I'm lazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I still want to take over uh, editing from you because you do have fucking three jobs. I work at a fucking craft store. I'm in and out by the afternoon. Eh, I'll show you sometime. We our schedules are a bit more like, uh, what's it called, busy. So that's probably why, but. I'll figure a date out because we'd still have to record some stuff with you. Anyways, I didn't bring any coffee today. I did a Zeus. Didn't bring anything. <laughs> I brought Kern's Peach Nectar. If you're Mexican, you know what this is, and this shit busting. <laughs> Zeus, what did you bring? Water. As always. <laughs> he drank so much black coffee that during the first few episodes, he <laughs> fucked up his urinary tract. <laughs> and now all he could drink is water. Well, without further ado, let's get into the show, guys. Who wants to go first? Rock, paper, scissors. I'll play you rock, paper, scissors. All right. All right. Row, sham, bow. <laughs> 
Who wins? Oh, yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> I have I mean, rock and yes, and she goes, who wins? Dude, I, I, I forgot the rules of rock, paper, dude, scissors. So the best part is, I don't know if you noticed this, you were like three seconds ahead of him. Mm-hmm. You did it, and Zeus was like, okay, then. Just put it right there. Yeah, because I was just like, I'm just going to go rock and go for, like, just hope for the best. <laughs> that's what I always, that's how I always win. For a good three seconds, my brain shut down, like, okay, who wins? <laughs> so you choose. I mean, you can go first. You seem hella ready. No, I'm not. You're not? Okay. I love how uh, Fran started okay. this episode well, yeah, before recording. Fran's like, we're not going to do any badges. We're just going to do straight stories and that's it. You guys fucked it all up. <laughs> well, um, You guys fucked it I all can, up. I could go. I don't mind it. No, I'll go. No, to be fair, you won. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> this is our first show I'm back se- in two weeks. I'm severely disappointed. I really said, guys, we're going to have a more serious <laughs> show. I didn't even plan on doing like, oh, what you guys do this weekend or something like that. No, it was just going to go straight to the episodes. <laughs> we're just so used to it. There goes that. We could, we could still I cut mean, it we out. can start all over. No, no, this is good. <laughs> we can still cut it out too. No. No? I just told you I'm lazy to add bloopers. <laughs> you think I'm going to edit this? You choose Jose. I mean Zeus. All right, I'll go first. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please don't hit me. Don't, don't hurt me. <laughs> don't hurt me like you did last time. <laughs> that was an accident. All right. You'll do worse. He'll kill you on the freeway. <sighs> he tried. He tried. He almost got away with manslaughter. Goddamn, Zeus. All right, so the story I brought was the strange time warp case of Corporal Armando Valdez. I've never heard of this. No. The, the, this could be... Wait, was this Mexico? No. Okay. Um, This Hello? could be one of two uh, two things that I know of. I know there is one from a military, but the guy was a private, so I don't think it was that one. Was it the guy that, like, teleported from the Philippines to, like, Mexico? No. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Every time Zeus brings something, me and you play a game, or, like, have we heard this one? <laughs> well, but to be fair, majority of the time, there's, like, a lot of times when you guys are like, oh, have you heard this one? And I'm probably like... Yeah, I've heard of it. Like uh, Rainboy. Yeah. Don, Don Decker. <laughs> Rainboy! <laughs> That's a man. That's a full-blown man. You leave him alone. He's right. going to listen to this and be like, I'll show him Rainboy. <laughs> right, in my defense, too, I have been catching up on Chiluminati, and they did that they did that story, and they called him Rainboy. Apparently, they can't do Rain Man because the, the fucking movie. What's his name? Don Becker? Don Decker. Don Decker. <laughs> Don Double Decker. No, wait, wait, no. Isn't gonna... Don Decker the dude from uh from Blade Runner? I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> that was his name though, wasn't it? Don Decker. It was, it was something Decker. I know I'm not even gonna look it up because my article, I'm gonna lose my article. <laughs> so much for a serious show. We're sorry, Rainbow. <laughs> We're everywhere. Rain child, if you're out there. Rain baby. <laughs> they, do, like, they talk about it, like this man was like in his thirties. They can only call him Rain Boy. <laughs> Just because of the, uh, just because the fucking movie. <laughs> what, what do you call it when it's not raining? It's, oh, sprinkle. Sprinkle. It's sprinkle, baby. <laughs> I thought you were going to say sprinkle boy. Sprinkle baby. Rain man, rim boy, and sprinkle baby. That's the new fucking Avengers. <laughs> we're sorry, Zeus. I'm sorry, Zeus. It's just so funny, dude. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <clears throat> the most serious podcast ever. <laughs> we so- tried. <laughs> Ra- rated five stars so <laughs> in quotes the most serious <laughs> podcast ever I'm so disappointed <laughs> go ahead Susan. all right next time i'm not even gonna say shit next time i'm just gonna let's start the show and hopefully hopefully we'll be serious <laughs> go ahead Susan. go I'm ahead s- i'm smiling too much my cheeks hurt well most countries have a single UFO case that seems to overshadow all others in terms of fame, longevity, and controversy. For instance, the U.S. has the Roswell incident and England has the Rendlesham Forest close encounters. The country of Chile is no different, where the strange time warp story of Corporal Armando Valdez and seven soldiers of the Chilean army have long dominated the local UFOlogical scene and incident... Oh, no, sorry... The incident occurred in 1977 in a desolate mountain desert site called Pampa. How do you say that? Is it Lushema? The, like the Lushema? Oh. The Lushema. Lushema? Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. Pa- uh, Pampa Lushema near the town of Putre in Chile's uh, northern Tarapaca region. 
This case occurred in one of Chile's so-called zonas calientes, which is translated to hot, hot zones, zone. for UFO sightings. But what distinguishes it, what distinguishes it from all other close encounters is that the main witness, Corporal Valdez, apparently experienced psychological and mechanical effects after disappearing for about 15 to 20 minutes, presumably taken inside a huge luminous globe hovering near the soldiers. 15 minutes? 15 to 20? Yeah. That's quick. The corporal reappeared in a state of shock. The strangest part of the story is that upon his return, Valdez had a five-day growth on his beard and his rich and his wristwatch had stopped after the short experience, but its calendar showed five days in the future, April 30, 1977. Okay, never mind. That's not quick. Instead, the actual date of April 25th, when that happened. <laughs> he was gone for that short amount of time, but all that happened. That dude hit a black hole and time just sped up for him like yeah. that. What was our, uh, our friend's name from the, uh, the Space Brains? John Hodges. I will never forget that name in my life. Yeah. Dude put a John Hodges for five, for five days. Yeah. But for him, it was just like... <laughs> Look at 20 like minutes fi- in reality. Like 15, that dude was out minutes. there for days. Yeah, these effects made the case truly unique. It's also noteworthy that the Chilean army didn't disavow the incident and, on the contrary, allowed the publication and broadcast of interviews with Valdez and the soldiers. Like a proper government. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> they were like, yeah, it happened. <laughs> the t- people from Texas, whenever you hear about the pterodactyl, yeah, we've seen them. What do you mean from uh, uh, North Carolina? No, Zeus made a joke. We were talking about everything happens in Texas. They've seen them. <laughs> and we said, like, like, everyone from Texas got together and we're like, yeah, we've seen them. <laughs> I still laugh. That's another thing that makes me laugh. The Valdez incident triggered an unprecedented wave of public interest in Chile and to a lesser extent abroad, where it was covered by the French news agency, uh, Agency France Press, and the U.S. tabloid the National National Enquirer. A drawing of a disheveled corporal even appeared in the Ripley's Believe It or Not book series. I used to love those books. I always wanted to get one, never did. That's all I would get, like, in the library. That and the Guinness World Book of Records. Guinness Book World of World Records. I think I have gotten one of those books once, and that was it. <laughs> just because I just realized, like, at some point, like, I'm really wasting my money here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be a fun trip? Uh, speaking of Ripley's, the Ripley's Museum in Hollywood. I yeah. feel like we should go. Oh, we definitely should. That sounds like a fun trip. And so just to finish uh, this story up, here's a UFO photo taken uh, in where this uh, where it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh in the um, mid-1980s. Oh, shit, what the fuck is that? It's the UFO. I mean, I know what it is, but... <laughs> Wait, that's a photo? Yeah. Hold up, let me see this. This looks like a watercolor painting. It just looks weird. Like, yeah. it doesn't look like, you know, usual... Uh... It looks like someone drew this, or someone, like, stained wood purple. Yeah. But they left, like, a little blob, like, and then they peeled or, it off. You know, like, how sometimes when people take pictures, like, with the disposable cameras? Yeah. It looks like that, too. I don't know how I feel about that. That's a really weird picture. I've never seen something like that. But, yeah, um, that was basically it. For the listeners who can't see the picture, I'll where, upload where, it. where can they find that? Cryptic Hobby Pod on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> at Instagram? I thought Jose was going to look at me and be like, what's our Instagram name? <laughs> <laughs> see, here's the thing, too. Um, I'm just replying to a message. Yeah. And when he said, I'm like, you're so look off. Up. I look up and I'm like, what's going on? Hello, what? Wait, what? That's that's the look he gave me. Just like this is our serious Whoa. episode, guys. Wait, what's going on? Just, <laughs> this was supposed to be a serious episode. Oh fuck! I ju- I jinxed it. I'm sorry. So that's Chile's uh, Roswell. Dude, that was that, really interesting. Dude's gone for 15 minutes. <laughs> He's gone for five fucking days. I've heard a, oh, a similar one, kind of like that. It was in the United States. It was a private. He was showing up for his first day in military base, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the details of this are like loose in my head. This was an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. So the guy's gone for a week. You know, the guy sees something in the sky and he goes check it out. So he's waiting in front of the base. It's his first day. He's waiting for, the, for someone to open the door. Yeah. And he sees something in the sky. And I think he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to go check that out. I don't know what that is. So he just walks over. He's gone. He, in his mind, he's gone for like maybe 10 minutes. And he gets back. And they're like, the middle, you know, the middle of the people show up. Hey, uh, where were you? We we're supposed to pick you up. Yeah, uh, like three hours ago. Yeah. He's like, I've, I've been gone for 10 minutes. I've been here the entire time. I went to go check them out. 
Like, no, you've been gone for three hours, and it was something like that. It was it was a few hours. Yeah, shit sucks on your first day too. <laughs> I mean, it was for the military as well, so you know they were questioning him. Yeah, they were probably already filing paperwork that he was fucking MIA or something. Yeah, holy that's shit. That's I was like, that's gotta suck. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're probably getting punished day. for going for ten minutes from your perspective. You're just like, oh man, that's cool, UFO, and then you come back and you're like, I might get fired. <laughs> <laughs> My life is truly ruined. Court martialed. Yeah. <laughs> The guy I thought when you mentioned his name, there's a story of a guy that was just in the Philippines. He was a, I think he was a private. He was just guarding his fucking post. Then he, he just disappears. And then the next morning he wakes up in Mexico and people are like, who the fuck are you? I'm like, where the fuck am I? (laughs) 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 It was just like a random dude, but both of you guys' stories are really good. This dude really had to end up in Mexico. The aliens didn't know where to drop him off. They dropped him off in the wrong place. Because there's no way you could travel from the Philippines to Mexico in like by morning. It was, I don't know the time, because obviously it's different sides of the world. But it was night over there. And like the next morning, somewhere around Mexico, he just appears. He's like, what the fuck? (laughs) They didn't know where to drop him off. (laughs) Like this looks like the spot. Lazy ass aliens. They drop him in the Atlantic Ocean or some shit. I hope you know how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. So the story I brought, it's less paranormal aliens. It's a little more grounded and realistic. It still has to do with like our field and because it's like, it's people the same way we are. It's like people from like our group of like, oh, we like cryptids. We like this stuff. But they're a little more real. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, we're not that fucking crazy. So the article I brought today is from the New York Times. I think it was written in March 10, 2021. Title, Tasmanian Tigers are Extinct. So why do people keep seeing them? Oh. Yeah. The Tasmanian Tiger is still extinct. Reports of its enduring survival are greatly exaggerated. Known officially to science as a thylacine, the large marsupial predator, which looked more like a wild dog than tiger, ranged across Tasmania and the Australian mainland. They were declared extinct in 1936. But on February 23rd, I'm assuming 2021, Neil Waters, president of the Thylacine Awareness Group of Australia, promised conclusive photographic proof of a surviving thylacine. The four photos he claimed showed a family of thylacines, including a juvenile, moving through the dense brush. The announcement kicked off a flurry of excitement among wildlife aficionados. This is a very prominent thing amongst, like, uh, there's a guy that, Forrest Galante, I'm going to say that's his name. He's really into, like, the idea that thylacines did not go extinct. Do you guys know what it looks like? No. The Tasmanian tiger? Yeah. It looks like a, like a little coyote kind of dog. They look with cool. Stripes. Yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. Cute as fuck. If this was like some kind of dog breed, it, it'd be pretty popular. Yeah. So this guy takes photos of what he claims are thylacines and everyone goes wild. But analysis by thylacine specialists rapidly debunked the photos as a case of mistaken identity. The event is the, la- is the latest in a tradition of extravagant claims about photographic or video evidence of lost or unknown species that don't pan out. Why do these cycles occur so regularly at times, even convincing experts at times? The answer, psychologists say, may lie in the quirks of the human mind and how we process information that is at once familiar and difficult to perceive. So basically, they're trying to explain why do people are why are people so convinced that we see these things? And I think that could also like <laughs> go into like cryptids. Why do so many people see Bigfoot? There's no real evidence of Bigfoot apart from like some sketchy ass videos. And uh, prints, footprints on the ground. Exactly. But even that, that could still be like yeah, it could be fake. debunked. While such footage occasionally turns out to be a hoax, many stills and videos genuinely show real animals, even if they aren't what people say they are. In 2005, a WWF camera trap caught footage of a mystery carnivore, likely a flying squirrel, <laughs> in the jungle of. In- of Indonesia. In 2007, 2011, and 2014, clips of hairless dogs and raccoons in Texas were described as chupacabras. That happens a lot. <laughs> I'll be honest, as someone who like keeps up to date with cryptids, there's always a chupacabra sighting in Mexico. I I wish I kept up more with it. Like I do love it. 
No, constantly do research. Yeah. But um, I don't know if you noticed with the podcast or not with the, with the Instagram, Crypto Coffee Pod. I'm always struggling to find good, new, like, good recent photos. Yeah. That's what I'm, like, getting at. Like, so many people to this day are claiming to see a lot of ghosts, a lot of cryptids. But in the day of age where everyone has a camera, it's still, like, the 90s where everything looks shitty as fuck. What, what I think of is um, the episode of Gravity Falls where they... Uh, they they go to the lake to try to catch her, uh, a cryptid. They have all these cameras. When they finally see it, they can't take a photo of it. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what's happening. The same year, a kayaker recorded footage that purported to show an extinct ivory-billed woodpecker in an Arkansas swamp, provoking heated coverage and a broad scientific interest. Many experts eventually concluded that the bird was more likely, I don't know how to say this, pileated? Woodpecker, so a different species, not an ivory. It's not impossible for a species presumed to be extinct to reappear. Last month, news of the rediscovery of the black-browed uh, babbler, missing since the 1840s, emerged after two Indonesian men caught and photographed a specimen. A day later, an etymologist announced the discovery of a tiny population, just six specimens of the Australian cloaked bee last seen in 1923. So these things do happen. Animals do survive extinction, even though we don't see them, and they barely have, like, small populations. It could be that. Or um, I know there was a bird recently that evolved itself back into existence. What? It yeah. went extinct. Yeah, what I saw that. Yeah, it, it went, there was a bird that went extinct. Yeah. And it recently evolved itself back into existence. So a different species turned into the bird that yep. went extinct? What the fuck? I have not heard about that. Yeah, it's really cool. I know what the term is called. Something. Actually, like, let me look it up because I know I was actually talking about it with uh, I was talking about it with someone recently. It it was uh, one of my coworkers. We we always talk about stuff like this, and he was wondering about evolution, and we kind of just talked about how um, I was like, "There's a bird that evolved itself back into existence." <laughs> when you're so mad at like the universe, like, no, you're not taking me out, <laughs> not like this. I still have things to do. <laughs> yeah, so this isn't my story, but I just come back. The headline is Extinct Bird Revolved Itself Back into Existence. <laughs> it only took about uh, 20,000 years, though. It is the uh, the, Alder, uh, the Alderbra Rail, which is the name of the bird that, uh, that just evolved back into existence. You better send me that link in the chat, dude, because holy shit, I'm going to go on a fucking tangent tonight. <laughs> Because that happened a lot with uh, vultures. There's two types of vultures. New world vultures and old world uh, vultures. Vultures from Europe, Asia, have no connection to vultures from the Americas. They're two different species of bird that ended up looking exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And just ended up being vultures. So I'm imagining that's what happened. A bird that had those exact qualities went extinct. And a different species of bird just ended up getting those qualities and basically turned into the bird that died. That's fucking funny. I had not heard of that. It's a uh, recent. It's from a two, like about two years ago that the news came out. Yeah. So, because it's possible that these animals do come back into existence, basically, it's part of why the prospect of thylacine footage has been so compelling to some people, and especially hopeful researchers. Here's where they take a pot shot at us. Unlike Bigfoot or Nessie, <laughs> such animals were quite unquestionably real. They were well photographed while alive and went extinct almost within living memory, which is true. Some people that we might know might have been alive while the thylacine was still around. Catching a photo of one of these doesn't seem like a big stretch. It's not impossible to have a thylacine somewhere in Tasmania still around. And in the age of smartphones, cameras are everywhere. In fact, footage snapped by camera traps or, am or amateur naturalists can help establish the presence and activity patterns of animals in the environment, said Holly English, a doctoral student in the wildlife ecology and behavior at the University College of Dublin. There are animals that visit my own garden that I only know about through a camera trap that I have in my backyard. Photos can also help reveal animals living in unexpected places. Her research on breeding populations of exotic wallabies in Britain. So this, <laughs> I didn't know there was wallabies in Britain. Do you guys know what a wallaby is? No. I think I might know. It's like a shrunken kangaroo. 
Imagine a full-blown kangaroo, just tiny, like this big. Sounds cute as fuck. I want one. You could actually have a pet wallaby in, in America. So if I one day if I just pull up with like, hey, this is Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask questions. So that's pretty funny. Britain has fucking kangaroos. Yeah, I, I would have never. <laughs> that surprises me as much as surprises you. This could be what you're talking about, the uh, just something evolving into it on the other side of the map. No, it's it's completely, they brought wallabies to Britain and then they escaped. <laughs> and they really? started breathing. This, has not, this is not about that bird. <laughs> no, I was, I was thinking like maybe like you were saying with the vultures. Yeah. No, another, another animal didn't evolve into a kangaroo. This is completely someone brought a wallaby from Australia to Britain, let it loose, and now there's hundreds. <laughs> I don't know if there's hundreds, but there's a population of wallabies in Britain. That's funny to me for some reason. Susan Warald, a neuroscientist at the National Institute of Health in the United States, says that cycles of uh, expectant belief undone by deeper analysis may be explained by human psychological quirks. Processing every individual sensory detail is impossible, she says. So our brain actively reconstructs our visual world based on complex but ambiguous input received by our eyes. Research has shown that unclear sensory data, such as a blurry picture, causes the brain to rely more heavily on preconceived patterns to make sense of it. Did you guys understand that? Um, yes. A few weeks ago, when I, had, I told a story last time we recorded but when I had gone to get dinner with my friend and I was telling her about the um, uh, Shazam Kazam thing, yeah, the dude uh, fucking mansplained to me the whole uh, how my memory is fucking fucked up and used that. Yeah. Where it's like your brain doesn't know what it's seeing, so it's processing something else. Exactly. I don't know how I processed the whole fucking, fucking check as a Simbad. I've never seen Simbad before, but that happened. Yeah. You know, the dude went off into like a whole tyrant, uh, tirade about how uh, our brains do that. Well... She's doing this in this article as well. This means that there is an interesting interaction between perception and cognition. Our beliefs and prior experience can influence what we see, or more accurately, what we think we see, Dr. Warald says. This tendency can lead people astray when studying photographic evidence of long unseen animals, sometimes called cryptids, especially if they are already have an idea of what they're looking for. Many people who go looking for such en enigmatic creatures have an emotional investment in identifying them. I believe this. I believe that I want to say a good 80% of people out there hunting Bigfoot will find any small piece of evidence and be like, it's him. They'll, be, they'll find like a twig snapped in half. They'll be like, it's him. I think a lot of people are like a Zach Baggins. Like, <laughs> he'll see some random shit like, it had to be a skinwalker. <laughs> <laughs> like, he'll go to, like, the furthest conclusion possible. <laughs> Y'all see that bird? It looked at me. <laughs> Clearly a skinwalker. And here's the thing, though. That could have been a skinwalker. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. That's the problem with all of this. He can't be... We can't prove him wrong 100%. That could have been a skinwalker. Many people who go looking for... Oh, I already read that part. <laughs> I'll read it again. Many people who go looking for such enigmatic creatures have an emotional investment, kind of like Zach Baggins, in identifying them, and are already convinced that the creatures are already out there, said Christopher French, who founded the Animalistic Psychology Research Unit at Goldsmiths University of London. Damn, they got a lot of professors and, like, teachers in this one. Anyways, that pre-existing belief makes it easier to begin seeing quarry in every shadow or rustling of bushes. Dr. French adds, or in photographs that don't offer a clear look at the animal in question. It can also cause people to genuinely miss details that might contradict their preferred hypothesis. I'm going to leave it at that. They talk about a hillbilly that caught... <laughs> that caught <It> what? <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. You're going to leave it at that? As soon as you said a hillbilly that caught and then I didn't hear what you said, I was like, what the fuck no, did he, he catch? stopped it right there hold up i wanted to leave at a good fucking cliffhanger that's just a <laughs> what is that it's a picture of a dude missing though <laughs> i i read this article before it's just he just claimed to have uh, caught photographs of the thylacine so i thought i was repeating myself but the way i left it sounded a lot more interesting than it does but when you see the picture of the hillbilly it really does look like he caught one 
He's the one I would imagine would have caught one. Yeah. This, a, you would never believe it. He, he'll say he caught one. You'll never believe it. Yeah. If a professor says he caught a thylacine, yeah, maybe, or something, a proper hunter. If this dude goes up to you and say, I caught one of them, you're probably like, yeah, sure, bud. Chances are he probably caught one. Yeah. <laughs> And we go I back just to want to imagine dip. someone at his house and just in the distance going, I got one! <laughs> <laughs> he didn't catch one. He caught footage. All right, let's see. My wording was not good there. I'm sorry. This is a serious episode, by the way. The most serious of episodes. <laughs> That's the title of the episode. <laughs> the most serious? We're going to get one star reviews if I actually put that as the title. <laughs> the most serious episode. I should not have ended it like that. Yeah, the rest is just a hillbilly who caught one. <laughs> that was a hell of a cliffhanger. <laughs> I've been I've been working on cliffhangers lately. I did my first two parter. That's how you get people to come back. Yeah, come back for the hillbilly. Come for the coffee. Stay for the hillbillies. I almost choked on my water. <laughs> as soon as you said "come for the coffee," I'm like, stay. "Don't say it." <laughs> stay for the hillbillies. Red Zeus, I mean Jose. <laughs> I was like me. I, already I called you Jose earlier, so it's only fair that I call Jose Zeus. What did you bring, Jose? All right. So, continuing the pattern of me bringing slightly darker stories, mm-hmm. I always try to find something light and fun. I can never. I have always have trouble finding something light and fun. But um, this one actually caught my interest. This one is called the South End Werewolf. So, this takes place in the Essex seaside town of uh, of South End. There's a guy named Bill Ramsey. When he was nine years old, he was, uh, you know, just playing out in the yard with, like he normally does. And suddenly he feels a nice chill. Like he just starts feeling like this cold, the sweat on him starts freezing. That's not good. And he starts to like, you know, like he starts like smelling this like awful smell that almost makes him want to vomit. He, and he reports having two things on his mind when this is going on. To run away, to have a life on the ocean. And wolves. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, these are the only two things on his mind when this is going down. Yeah. Keep in mind, like, he's sweating, he's cold, and he's vomiting, and he's like, you know what? I want to go to the ocean. <laughs> and I want to go live with wolves. You ever just throw up and have, like, a life realization? <laughs> just like, I've never been to Britain before. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> this is in Britain, right? Essex? Yeah, this is, uh, this is actually in Britain. Oh, well. <laughs> a guy in Britain go, I've never been to Britain. <laughs> Let's just say that was, that's just me throwing up then. <laughs> just afterwards going, never been there before. <laughs> never been to Britain. So as he's like going through this thing, his mom calls out to him. And it kind of snaps him out for a second. But after that, he kind of like just turns to look at her. And he's filled with this, this intense rage. And uh, he actually picks up one of the garden uh, posts, the fence posts, mm-hmm. and starts swinging it. This dude got British rabies. <laughs> This could be it. Mm-hmm. He starts swinging, and his parents, you know, they they start to get scared, and they actually run inside the house when they notice something else he does. <laughs> he uh gets some of the wire, the mesh wire, and starts chewing on. Oh, it. that hurts my teeth just thinking about it. Goodness! Imagine chewing an aluminum foil. This is worse. It's all rusty. Mm-mm. Yeah, he starts to chew on it, and then eventually, like his parents, kind of like, stay inside the house and like look at him <laughs> until he calms down. I don't know why that's so funny to me. Imagine your parents, like, you're a loving child that you love so much. <laughs> you just run away from it. So, yeah, like, this was just, like, a random crazy attack that happened. Um, Like, his parents, like, eventually were able to treat his wounds. They uh, fixed their fence and, like, they're like, let's never talk about this. Yeah. Because, I mean, he was chewing, like, he literally was chewing on the wire, so they just patched them up. This happened in uh, 1952. He was nine years old. So, for, like, the next 15 years of his life... Nothing really happened. He actually like got married. He had three kids, and everyone says he was like a really loving father. He loved his wife. Like there was nothing really wrong with him. He actually got a good job. He got a decent job. He was living a life. Yeah. So, but the thing is, shortly after he got married, he started having nightmares, where he would chase his wife, and whenever he would catch her, she would turn around and just like have this terrified look of horror on her face, like this really twisted expression. This like was just constant nightmares from him. And uh, that was pretty much, like, the only thing that happened up until the next event. Oh, no. Wait, if my math's correct, the first event happened in 1952, right? Yeah. When did he get married? 
Uh, it doesn't, doesn't say, say right. Yeah, it doesn't say. It just says like over like over the next fifteen years. Fifteen years, nineteen fifty-two. Yeah. So that's nineteen sixty-seven. Yeah, like sixty-seven. Close to the seventies. Confirmed. These, um, <laughs> quick math. Quick math. Actually, that guy's from Britain too. Quick <laughs> maths. <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> it all makes sense. There was a few times when he woke up from these nightmares to hear like this wild animal growling. We had no idea where it was coming from. Mm-hmm. The more it happened, the more he realized that it was actually coming from him. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that caught me off guard. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. I thought it was a demon or something turning him into it. No, it's me. So this actually would have been good for the serious episode. Yeah. This is the serious episode. What are you <laughs> talking about? Episode. It's the most serious one we've ever made. If Rain's cutting out all the la- all the points we were laughing. <laughs> it's going to be the most fucked up, chopped up episode ever. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, these dreams actually continued until 1967. And then, like, you know, another 15 years passed, nothing really happens. And we're now at, you know, 1983. So, Bill goes to his friends. He goes with his friends. They go to a pub and they just start, you know, they're they're drinking. Yeah. Having a good time. As you do in Essex. He uh, he gets up to go use the restroom. And he starts to feel the same chills from when he was a kid. Uh, damn. He runs, like, you know, he runs in there. He starts taking nausea. He says he looks in the mirror. He looked in the mirror and saw the image of a wolf staring back at him. He told his friends, "Hey, we should get out of here. Let's go home." They don't put up fight. They're like, "Yeah, let's let's, let's go." Mm-hmm. So while they're in the car, he starts to growling from his throat, and he kind of twists his hands into like claw like shapes. You guys can't see it, or like the real listeners can't hear, it, but you can kind of see what I'm doing. Yeah, like just like if his hands are suddenly claws. Imagine like severe arthritis where your hands are just like stuck looking like claws like that. Oh, God. No. He then, without warning, tries to claw and bite his friends like he just attacks them. They were like they pulled over and they were actually able to get him out of the car and they drove away. He has no recollection of this happening. (laughs) That's two people abandoning him in throughout his life, his friends and his parents. That's fucked up. He just wants pets. (laughs) (laughs) He just wants head pets. Yeah. This happened, and uh, he says he has no memory of it actually happening. 18 months later, he started to develop chest pains, and he the same thing. He got the cold sweat again. He went to the, ER, the, the local ER thinking it was a heart attack, and, you know, right as he was having the examination, he realized, holy fuck, this is, this is that thing again. And as, um, as a nurse was examining his blood pressure, he bit her arm and sank his teeth right into her. Oof. Mm. Now she's got the British rabies. <laughs> Apparently, he ran through the hospital with his hunched back, his hands once again into claws, and he was baring his teeth, growling at people. <laughs> so, people, like, the, they tried to restrain them. They couldn't. Cops came. They tried to put handcuffs on him, and he actually fought him. He actually managed to fight off the majority of the cops. I think there was one that actually ended up being injured for a few days afterwards. Fucking Wolverine. <laughs> Pretty much. When he woke up, he checked, like, he had no memory of what happened, but he, like, he checked himself out. He was like, okay, I'm going to get out of here. I'm just going to go home. Two months later, he goes back to the ER. The same thing. The chills have come back. And at this point, they know who he is. And they're like, they're scared of him. Yeah, they're kind of terrified. They're like, hey, uh, this is him. And he once again attacks. He attacked an orderly. So at this time, like as he's taking the orderly, a large group of cops come in. I don't know why. Like It doesn't say why they were there, but they were, they were coming in. And they were actually able to restrain him. They restrained him and took him to jail. Once again, he has no recollection of these events. Mm-hmm. He did injure one that was in the hospital for about four days. After this happened, he just they took him to jail and he, he was released. So we're now at 1987, and Bill's driving and he finds a young prostitute. Wait, what? Like, there's no cheating. He's a loving father. Oh, okay. He decides to take her to the police station. What? Why? I don't know. I guess he's just not. I guess he's just anti-sex work. He's making a fucking citizen's arrest. Pretty much. <laughs> We're going to the pound, bitch. <laughs> Rough. So as he's driving there, he looked at the lady and he saw another look of horror on her face, and he began changing once again. Wait, he's actually changing? Not like changing, changing, but reverting. Because like okay, you okay. know, when you think about a werewolf, you think the you think the fur is coming out. You think yeah. like actual wolf. He still looks like a human. Yeah, when you said the mirror thing at the pub, I'm imagining he only saw that through his like mind. Yeah, he saw it He's in his mind. He's not actually changing. Yeah. So no one actually like sees a werewolf. They just see their friend Bill like with his claws out and trying to bite him. Good old Billy Bob. So 
he uh you know she started changing like you know doing the the whole thing again she got out of the car and ran towards the police station he chased after her <laughs> so at this point they're like close to the police station she gets out and she runs in there yeah and he chases after her Holy fuck. apparently there was like a big uh one of the bigger cops he ran into them and bill attacked the cop he tackled him down and nearly choked the guy to death and as he's choking the cop He's saying, the devil is in me. I'm going to kill you. It took about six officers to sedate him. And this actually, like, they actually, like, attacked him enough to throw to put him in the hospital. After, like, they examined him for about 10 days there. But they weren't able to find a cause of the condition, why he kept changing. Mm-hmm. As you can see at this point, too, um, there's, like, 15 years between, like, between changes. Yeah, it's a little and while. Then, yeah, and then at this point, now they're getting more frequent. It's every six months, then two months. Yeah, it's getting more and more frequent. So by the eighties, it's it's really ramping up. Yeah, it's like it's coming back. They weren't able to find a cost for it though. It just because when people describe Bill, he's a loving father. He has a good job. He's like they're like he's just a like, nice, caring guy. You've said that so much. I st- I'm starting to be like he's hiding something. <laughs> he's a loving father. He's a loving father. The, like the, he, the, you start to not believe it anymore yeah. at one point. It's like those documentaries. He's a light, he was a nice, loving father <laughs> until, until he, he wasn't. <laughs> No, that's, no, that's the same energy. I keep trying to reinforce that because, like, there's no, yeah. like, he's not, but I'm trying to reinforce that. There's this, no evidence yeah. that he was a bad person or yeah, anything. Yeah, he just suddenly starts, you know, turning into this werewolf that is technical. Turning, you know, being like in quotes. Yeah. So, this is actually where uh, the second part of the story happens. And our, our some of our reoc- uh, reoccurring characters come up the Warrens. I was about to say they should have called the Warrens. This timeline fits. <laughs> Holy shit. The Warrens actually pop up. They're in the UK. Uh, they, they were in the UK investigating something when they heard about Bill. <gasps> were they investigating the fucking uh, the Anfield horror or the Anfield ghost? Probably, like if we look at when they were doing it, because this is like 1987, I believe. It was in the 80s. I think the Anfield ghost was in the 80s. The Conjuring 2, that's the Anfield ghost. So yeah, they um they heard about Bill and decided to go pay him a visit. <laughs> I mean, like, I think it's like a, a good a local story. Is yeah. like, oh, hey, there's this guy who turns into a werewolf. Imagine, like, if the like cinematic universe was real. They're out here dealing with the fucking nun <laughs> in some little girl's apartment. Oh, there's a werewolf too. Oh yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> they go check it out. So they meet with Bill, and they they they're fully convinced that he's uh, possessed by a demon, a werewolf demon is what they call it. And they offer to help him. They kind of talk to him a bit, and they convince him, you "Come to the United States. Come to Connecticut. You and your wife." There's and a lot of land where you can roam free. <laughs> nice trees in the fall. And unlimited chickens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they convince them to come down and um they'll like they'll they'll give them an exorcism by their friend uh Bishop Robert McKenna. because uh, like at this point you know, like we said, like they're coming more frequent and they're a bit more intense. Yeah. So he and his wife, they talk about it and they, they do the trip. So the night before the exorcism, when they're actually there. Their werewolf comes out again, and he nearly strangles his um. He nearly, he's, he nearly strangles his wife as she's sleeping. Oh fuck! So the exorcism kind of like when it starts off, there's like nothing going on, but 30 minutes into it, the werewolf came out. So he begins growling and snarling at the bishop, and he starts like just you know they're sounding like you know the whole the power of Christ compels you, leave the body. He started like at this point he shows off his most intense rage, and then suddenly just stops. A few years later, in 1992, Bill made his last public appearance saying that he has not had an incident since that exorcism. Like, and from what I've seen, there's been, like, no mentions of attacks matching matching Bill's things. But, you know, before, it took about 15 years before. Uh, it, took, it was, like, 15 years before another before an attack. So, maybe at this point, who knows? It's been, like, what, 30... About 20, 29 years since that uh, 1992 interview. Yeah. Where he's like, there's, I have, I have, have not had a single episode. He might be dead by now. I, he was a kid in the 50s. Yeah. That's almost 70 years. He was 9 and 52. So he's in his 80s right now if he's still alive. What if like that werewolf demon is just like waiting? Dude, for that's him? probably like a hundred and something in dog years though. So he is dead. <laughs> <laughs> they, let's see. Yeah. He, uh, they either exercise the demon or he's he just must like, be really old yeah. he's in his 80s late uh, early 90s but yeah that's the story of the south end werewolf a guy who just as a kid like there's no explanation for what happened they never found a cause for it yeah just one night he's playing outside he starts to get an icy chill and he goes on like this rampage i have never heard of that story is uh, that the first time the warrens have made have made like a proper appearance 
we, think, we make fun of them every yeah year. we make fun of them and we pretend like they're they show up but they don't <laughs> i think this might be the actual first story we have of the warrens being involved yeah like things too is like i've never heard of this one either i was uh i was looking for pictures for the for the instagram cryptic coffee pod mm-hmm. um by you know how i always post like the ghost pictures and stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. i was looking for one and that's when i saw this article and it was on the slap tam website so i'm like oh you know what? maybe this might be fake yeah. So I actually Googled the South End Werewolf and more articles popped up. And there's even a video interview with Bill from 1982. He's on video interviewing. He's like, I've not had a single episode since Exorcism. Oh, that's cool. I want to see that now. Reminds me of the Vladimir and Olga one where they show up on TV as well. Okay. So here's the thing too is I'll, sh- I'll show you guys the photo and then uh, for the Instagram, I'll put up a picture of Bill. But uh, if you look at him, you might like, you're going to be like, that, that dude's a werewolf. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he do. He do. Oh my god. That dude looks like from the fucking like Universal Studios like cinematic universe of monsters. I was thinking that dude should be fighting Dracula. Yeah, that listen. British people, I know you have bad teeth, but those are extremely like werewolf looking teeth. This is a picture of him during the uh, interview from nineteen ninety two. He looks like he would bite someone. You could kind of see the wolf in him. Yeah. But yeah, that is the story of Bill Ramsey, the South End werewolf, and the Warrens who make an appearance. The fucking Warrens. So yeah, I wish y'all could see my face when I was reading the story, and as I'm like towards the end of it, and then Ed and Lorraine were up. I was like, what the fuck is going on? It's just a quick cameo. <laughs> I text you guys like, guys, I'm doing this like random ass story. Yeah. And the fucking Warrens show up. Apparently it worked though, right? Yeah, apparently it worked. That was his last incident. I just like to imagine Jose reading it, and he goes. <laughs> Just imagine if the warrants were there. Scrolls down. <laughs> and he goes, yeah! <laughs> See, and the thing is, I did have actually a reaction similar to that. Um, I was, me and my girlfriend, we were home. She was watching uh, The Walking Dead, I believe. And I was just looking up stories. And as I'm reading this, I'm like, what the fuck? And she's like, what happened? The fucking warrants. <laughs> <laughs> you never expect the warrants. Yeah. Fucking hell. Just like you never expect the, the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, they're just, they're the same thing. Throughout this whole story, all I was thinking about, <laughs> this is a really old meme. This is really going to fucking age me. I don't know if you guys remember this meme from like 2013, 2014, maybe even earlier. It's this dude who's being interviewed who thinks he's a dog. And he's like, on all levels except physical, I am a wolf. <laughs> and then it shows a picture of him looking at the lake going, Woof! I think I have seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking about. See, like memes go through cycles so fast. I do not remember that. Yeah, I know the 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 text on all level on all levels, but but physical, <laughs> I am a wolf. Just <laughs> memes go way too fast. They last like a week and then they're gone. The the good ones last. He looks like a wolf. He that motherfucker looks like a fucking wolf. The thing too is when I looked at the picture, I was like, if anyone's a wolf, <laughs> it's Bill. I had uh something to add on to your story uh Ephraim what how you were saying um how like how everything is right now like how we everyone has a phone on like a camera on them yeah. because of our phones and we still have like quality fucking from like back in the day potato quarterly <laughs> it yeah, still looks potato. like the 90s and i was thinking like you know how ghosts they like the way they get their energy is from like electricity mm-hmm. and like they usually like mess up like uh equipment yeah they mess up like yeah electrical uh, equipment like just their aura basically yeah. i was thinking what if cryptids have like the same type of deal that would go probably into skinwalker ranch then because the whole idea behind skinwalker ranch is that all these things probably have like something in common that's connecting them those fucking windows creep me out whenever are we teasing skinwalker ranch are we are we teeth and skinwalker i don't think we're ready we can't even do a serious episode (laughs) no that's we tried we honestly (laughs) tried we did not try we did not try (laughs) no we tried and here's the thing too i was completely on board with you yeah i was i was like because so on the car right here i was dying laughing and i thought to myself there's no way i can get through this fucking recording without laughing yeah so i'm like so when france says we're gonna try a serious episode we're gonna try to do it you know quick and easy serious where it's gonna be a you know good episode yeah then we just like the whole idea was to just get through the stories and like that's it not have a casual conversation <laughs> not like 
have the listeners have something that is like today i just want to hear stories i don't want to i don't care about what the fuck is going on in efren's life <laughs> i just want to hear stories so i was gonna like let's try something like that that failed but don't worry we'll try it again we will try it <laughs> like honestly i think i feel like the way we are is probably the best part of the like yeah. these were we always come back to the stories. There's always a connection. Yeah. We have a good time, and that's also what matters to uh, Like, that's what matters. I feel, I know there's going to be people who, like, will hate on us for yeah. these guys just fucking ramble on about their fucking daily lives. <laughs> Why the fuck do I care what, like, if this guy goes to a pumpkin patch? I want to hear about some fucking werewolf in England. Hey, man, there was a crypto in that fucking pumpkin patch. I don't know what you're talking about. It was poor. It was fucking poor. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, the, the charm is personalities, is what I feel. Yeah. Not all of our personalities, maybe, but I think our what we have going is good. We'll try a serious episode. I want to find a good episode where we can't make a joke on it, but I don't know, man, with Zeus here. <laughs> I don't know. By the time this uh, gets published, uh, we we have filmed some serious stuff, me and Zeus, and that does sound good. So it might not all just be like, oh, we'll only have serious episodes and like fail. We will have serious episodes because the way we recorded, it did come out serious and it did out did come out pretty good actually. God, I hope it sounds good. It does. My my throat was killing me when I was recording that. <laughs> I remember uh, listening to like the first ten seconds of it and be like, "There's no, mm-hmm. I quit. <laughs> I hate this." As soon as this starts, is mm-hmm, and then straight to the story, just get it out out of the way. But um, listeners, if you like, tell us what you think. Should we keep it serious? Do we keep it the way we are now? Cause we do ramble on. Let's let's not kid ourselves. We ramble on. <laughs> we we just go on a topic and then we go on like three different branches. <laughs> I'd be wanting to know how the audience feels too. Hit us up, DM us, Cryptic Coffee Pod on Instagram, Cryptic Coffee Pod uh, at Gmail dot com. Email us. Let us know what you think. If you have a story, email us too. Please, that's what the email's for. Actually, if you have a good story, you want us to tell it on here, please email us. Or just Reddit too, Crypto Coffee Pod. We don't have a Reddit. Wait, oh, we have a Reddit, huh? We have a Reddit. Oh my god! Although I think I'm the only one who uses it. Cause I forgot we had a Reddit. I do try to. If I see your story on Reddit, I try to contact people just for like, hey, can we can we use your story? Yeah, I forgot we had a Reddit. We have my a Reddit. God. DM us on Reddit, Crypto Coffee, Coffee Pod on Reddit. If you have any funny cryptid memes, send them through email. <laughs> send them our way. We will post those bitches. Well, I think that's where we're gonna leave it. We're an hour in, but I can't believe... I don't know if that we're an hour in or like 45 minutes in. Because we do have a lot of editing to do at the very front. All the editing helped the front. For the Cryptic Coffee Podcast, this is Efren. This is Zeus. And Jose. Saying <laughs> goodbye. Hasta luego. This is Zeus and Jose saying (laughs) goodbye. Hasta luego. Bye. The funny thing was, I was going to say this is Jose, but he, 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 He as soon as he said this is Zeus, and I was like, well, (laughs) he had the same thing in mind. We're still recording, by the way. I want to talk about you fucking killing me, man. Oh, I'm still so fucking mad at you. I'm sorry. I didn't think it was that funny. I didn't think. It's just so my my comedy is so fucking like. No, here's the thing too. I laughed as well when you you guys were telling story. It made me laugh. What it is is just that you know Zeus. Yeah. And it's like any little fucking dumb thing he can say will probably make you laugh. He says it's not funny. I was laughing yeah. in the back of the car as you guys were. If, I, if I was there, it would have been worse. If you were there, I would have probably died because your laugh makes me laugh. My laugh makes Zeus laugh. It would have been a you, fucking when you wheeze. I fucking lose it. I only wheeze when I'm really dying. I I'm, I'm I rarely wheeze, and it always like makes it worse. Because if I'm wheezing, it's to the point where the joke is just full on, like at its climax, and it just it hits it up another level, and that's where the pain comes. Yeah, there, there's some shit that I'll say, and I'll be like, "That was funny," and then other times when I'm struggling to speak, and you guys laugh, and I'm like. I didn't find that funny. I was struggling for so long. <laughs> that's why. Because you you uh, you stutter a lot. But that's normal for some people. I'm just anticipating. But this time you were struggling so hard. 
it, it really took him like a good five to six seconds to like get it out. And I'm like, what the fuck is this boy going to say? So for context, listeners, we're in the car. We all went to. Oh, well, let's start off <laughs> why I'm already <laughs> mad at you in the car ride. Last time we record, I dropped Zeus off at home. And we're on the way home, and we talk about breakfast. And Zeus is like, I don't really eat breakfast. I don't even like it. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Everyone in the friend group loves breakfast. Almost everyone. It's the most magical fucking meal to me. I fucking love it. So, like, the idea <clears throat> that Zeus doesn't even, like, like it. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? We got to get you some pancakes. We're going to take you We're gonna take you to Norm's this Saturday. Just, just to add some context, I wake up at, like, 12 in the afternoon. <laughs> he wakes up late as fuck. We're there Saturday morning at like nine o'clock. <laughs> Me, Pua, and Jose, I believe, we're in the car just waiting for you. You take your sweet ass time to leave your house. I was struggling to wake up that whole morning. I'm telling Jose about Godzilla out in front of your house. You have a two. You have a pair of trees that, if you're at the right angle, it looks just like Godzilla. Like it's, the silhouette. It, the silhouette. It's creepy as fuck at night, but like a cartoon kind of version of Godzilla too. Anyways, you finally get out. You are, you have no energy. I've never seen you like this. I just look dead. I I legit was shocked. I was like, because I mean, like Zeus. We've is never quiet seen already. him in the morning. Like Zeus is quiet already. Yeah, but there was like this. You could tell that like, he wasn't being his normal self. Zeus is quiet, but he's not antisocial among friends. He's antisocial like among strangers. But once he gets to know you, he'll crack jokes and he'll talk to you. But like, he's just fully antisocial. He doesn't even want to talk to us. And, like, we're, a, we're all close friends there. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with Zeus? Like, as soon as he walked into the car, you could tell. Like, the, you could tell it wasn't. He was bringing a whole vibe. Yeah, he the vibe was with him. He did not pass the vibe check. He did not give a fuck. He did I not care. In, I fucking sat in the car, and I was just, like, tired. You guys were trying to make me laugh, and I'm like, I just want to go home. <laughs> I should have been asleep. Yeah. To be fair, you were there against your will. I was like, I could have been asleep still. By I was now. like, you are going to fucking breakfast whether against, you want you to or not. He was there against his will, the but he also time. agreed to it. Yeah. So we pick him up. We we go to breakfast and and we meet up with two other friends. It's a it's a whole group of us. We get we get a large table. We're all having fun. It was a great breakfast. I haven't like had breakfast with like you guys or with them in a while. So like catching up over like basically what's brunch. Basically, it was fun. Zeus the whole time is quiet. We all get our fucking breakfast. Zeus orders a water. So we're there to get him breakfast food. All he gets is a water. Motherfucker doesn't even order fucking breakfast. So I'm like, you know what, Zeus? Fuck you. (laughs) We all eat. We try to keep Zeus still in the conversation, but he's not having any of it. So we just go on with the rest of our day. We make our jokes. We have a great time. And Zeus is there too. (laughs) I'm just listening. Yeah. I'm guessing it might have rubbed off on him a bit because after like a good hour and a half of us just fucking laughing and like... When we left, it was around the time I would have been waking up. Yeah, because as soon as we start leaving, Zeus comes back. Zeus starts like waking up. There's, he, a, there's a billboard outside for our norms. And I look at Pua, I go, yo. And he goes, what? I'm like, we were just there. <laughs> <laughs> and Jose says it, says it perfectly. Oh, look, he's coming back. He's, Zeus is finally, he finally cracked the Zeus joke. Because that's a stereotypical uh, Zeus Pua joke. looked at me. He wanted to smack the shit out of me. Uh-huh. So we're like, really fucking Zeus? We're fucking... We're done with the breakfast. Now you're starting to become yourself? We're now honest, you're starting to become social? We're outside, and he's having a full-on conversation with one of their friends. Yeah. Now he's fully awake. He starts talking to... You just met Josh that day, right? I didn't know his name that whole time we were <laughs> sitting there. Because you guys were like, oh, you know, this is Zeus. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not my actual he's- name. And then they didn't introduce themselves, so I was like, what are y'all names? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you're probably just like, I want to go home. So another uh, thing about our friend group is sometimes we don't know who knows each other or not because we do have like a bunch of people. I didn't know Ke- if Kennedy knew Jose. I really didn't. Turns out they do. It was the same thing with Josh and you. I was like, do, do Josh and Mars know who Zeus is? Apparently they didn't. He introduces himself. You start talking about Apex. That basically like wakes you up and then you make a fucking Zeus joke. So I'm mad already. This isn't even the shit that almost killed me. This is leading up to the fucking freeway. We all get in the car. I drop Jose off because he's close to the norms. And then we get on the freeway to go to Zeus's house. While on the freeway, well, like, while on the street to get onto the freeway, me and Pua are in the front seats having, like, a conversation. It's, like, a really, like, not so serious, but, like, 
serious conversation. It's it has some debt. We're actually talking about like actual subject. And Zeus <laughs> trying to in like add to the conversation. He's not just trying to say some random shit. He's not trying to make a joke. He's trying to like actually add to the conversation. He's like, um, well, you 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 know that you you, you water's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. I fucking I didn't even laugh. I go straight to wheezing, which causes Zeus to start fucking dying, which makes me wheeze even harder. And then that made me start crying. And I start swerving. <laughs> yeah. I start fucking swerving. I'm yelling at Pua, grab the wheel. You were I can't drive. You were swerving on a turn. <laughs> I was going the turn is on the right is you're supposed to turn to the right. I'm going to the left. I can't. I'm fucking swerving. I'm screaming at Pua to hold the wheel while trying to scream at Zeus because I'm pissed off that he did this in the most, like, dangerous position that I could be in. Driving on a fucking freeway, he has to crack that fucking thing. Because I was so, like, ready because he really stuttered. I'm like, what the fuck is he going to say? It has to be good. Water's good for you. So fucking mad. The wheeze was so hard, I got lightheaded, and I couldn't see for two seconds. That's why I, I told Pua to grab the wheel. I really got, like, my eyes just went white. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm high. <laughs> I got worried because I've never been, like, that lightheaded. Like, you know when you you stand up too, like, fast? That shit was that, but, like, times 10. Like, I really lost vision. And I was so fucking worried about crashing. The wheeze was so hard, it gave me cramps. <laughs> And if you don't know this about me, I laugh. If I laugh too hard, my ribs start hurting. Because, again, Pua, when we were in high school, if I ever cracked, I used to crack a lot of jokes, he would hit me really hard. So now I'm damaged in the ribs. I can't laugh too hard. Otherwise, my ribs hurt. Every single rib hurt. Every single rib fucking hurt there. And I just started getting cramps. Horrible cramps. I'm on the 91 freeway. Just fuck. Had to pull over. And after that, it was I, we didn't tell you this before, but it was pure pain. We were not laughing anymore. I was really in the car, just like really in pain. Zeus is like in the backseat, just quiet as fuck. Like, well then. And Pua's just like, are you all right? Are you all right? The situation went from the funniest shit ever to like the most, is Efren going to make it? Is Efren okay? I did not talk to Zeus the rest of the car ride home. I drop him off. I'm like, I don't even know if I want to pick you up for the podcast next time. The thing, too, is you get really distracted when Zeus is in the car. Yeah. I think from Zeus's place to mine is like maybe 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It always first, ends up being half an hour. The first two times that we ever started recording, <laughs> that's the drive was so fucking long just to get to Jose. I, I, would, I, I would always get lost with Zeus. And then there was like the first couple of times where he would miss the turn to your house. He'd be like, all right, I hope I don't miss it. And then he would drive past him like, you missed it. He'll be like, fuck. <laughs> Fucking hell. I still don't know why he sits in the front with me. <laughs> Motherfucker, man. Just in case anyone was curious about what I was trying to say. And then I had given up. I was trying to say water does uh, wonders yeah. for you. So it was relevant to the conversation. It was if he had said water does wonders for you, it would have been relevant to the conversation. It would have fit in perfectly, and it would have not have been funny. But the fact that he just struggled and just said well, water's good for you, <laughs> like just stating a fact. Fucking hell, man! 